Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Hazen from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts, 9 a.m. WBT. Man, I called rolling. that show last week. Man, I, I learned a lot about Shark's Teeth last week. I just kept wanting to sing that baby Shark Teeth. That song got in my head after that show. It really drove me crazy. I sang it all day. You've been watching the cartoon? No. Knox, no. Knox used to watch. He's already passed that. Can he do That's the dance all with all the, with the grandpa and the other different variations of the shark family? He's into the paw, three-year-old now is in Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. We're on a roll. Ryder and his team of pups. I remember that one. Goodness gracious, boy. You watch a lot of cartoons. It's been a long time. I'm going to be honest with you. Time. When I was 14, 15, and 16, I've talked about this a lot. My dad would drop me off at the restaurant every day. I didn't have school. I rode in a dump truck <clears> between two... 50-something-year-old men, Fred Brewer and Leroy Oates, yep. and uh, and the way they related to me, these guys were so good, they would always talk about cartoons. I really wasn't watching cartoons at 14 and 15, but they would always tell me they got up at 4 o'clock and watched cartoons for a while, and I thought it was so cool. It made me feel so comfortable. It made me feel like a 50-something-year-old man. And uh, fond memory like, I have. We talking about like Garfield back in the day? You just, I mean, gotta, you just gotta relate people. And, that's and, you it. Know, I'm with these old guys, and... and they got to let me know that I'm one of them, and that's how they did that. And and it, it's a characteristic that, that two uh, salt-of-the-earth laborers that, that worked with our business for decades and decades both, uh, it's just the the wisdom. Get on people's level. Make them feel comfortable. And Figure old out how to do tongue it. will wag. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a from last week's show. I know. So, I like so I've collected, so when I was a kid, to part, piggyback off last week's show, we'll continue this segment two of collecting things. Uh, <laughs> before I was 14 and worked every day during the summer, I would get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and go to the power lines. We live near these power lines yes, where, do. where we used to ride motorcycles and dirt bikes and stuff. And the erosion on the power lines, for some reason, there's quartz crystals in these power lines, and I would hunt. Hours and hours and hours on end for quartz crystals. You don't ride motorcycles anymore. My wife will not let me. <laughs> I got, had a very bad wreck when I was 17 on a motorcycle. So on, those, on those power lines. That's what made me think of it. Um, so she said my kids will never get a motorcycle, which I think is a good thing. I think that's probably a good thing. And you know when you say that enough, your your kids don't ask for a motorcycle. They do once, maybe. Oh, no. Nah. Or, or they just here. go out and get one. <laughs> but uh, So I got a lot of quartz crystals in in uh, pot and plant buckets around the house, uh, and I ha- and I got a lot of poison ivy from those quartz crystals. And then we have a gym in North Carolina. It's like the hid- it's like the emerald capital of the world. I think Hidden Night, North Carolina. You can go up there and look for emeralds at emerald mines. Where is that? In the, the biggest, I think the biggest emerald in the world has been found there. That's about an hour and a half away. And it's up Foot- towards- It's in the foothills. It's okay. kind of more north, north, north like not Morgan's not really west. Kind of no? no? All right. Um, my kids like to go gym mining. 
We, we talked, talked a little about, bit about the arrowheads and the gold. You want to go? We talked about you want to go pitting. prospecting gold with That's John a, Ferris? I, got, we're I, haven't going. Ta- I haven't talked to John Ferris. I saw him about six two months shows ago. in a row. He just emailed me two I, shows in a row. I, John Ferris. I, I, I talked to him about up. six months ago, and that's what our bond is. I have a poster. John Ferris is an architect. He's right. a very particular man. And my dad and John Ferris had a really big bond. We renovated his house, and they became fast friends. And dad just they hung out a lot. So I. Dad's like, you need to meet this guy, John Ferris. He's crazy. And it, so, so, so the first night I go meet John Ferris, and I hadn't met him, but the first night I'm like, we're going to hang out. I go to his house. I'm going to say this. We started drinking a couple beers, and next thing you know, he went out and, and, and got a bag of gold, a bag of dirt that had some gold in it. He had bought somewhere. I guess it's a rich bag. And we panned this bag for like two and a half hours in his kitchen sink of the kitchen that we remodeled. And we bonded, so that's when we started panning gold. I and, didn't know that story. And, and he bought this map. He he went. He would go to the library and research gold in North Carolina. And he he has this gold map that's like a hundred and something years old. He found it at the library and he figured out how to buy it and he bought it and he got it framed. And it was a teensy bit crooked in this frame. This is like a several hundred dollar deal he's got going got on it. here. Got it. Probably a <laughs> hundred hours. And uh, my dad was at his house one time. We had built this bond, and he said, Ron, Ron, you ought to buy that. You, I, I got to redo this. It just drives me crazy. I can't stand it. He says, you ought to buy this one for me so I can go get another one and make it perfect. It's driving me crazy. He said, you ought to buy this for Trent. I'll tell, sell it to you for what I got in it. No, not a dollar more. So my dad bought it, and my dad was a frugal man. He bought it and hung it surprisingly for me in my office, our old office on Harding Place, and I came into office one day, and I got this map of North Carolina gold, which is now in my office at Moorhead across the street. Uh, but that See, was a gift from my dad, John Ferris, to my dad to me. Wow. It, it, hopefully, we, we'll have to get this show to John, but there's a lot of gold stories in the southeastern United States. We used to go to Dahlonega, Georgia uh, as, as yeah, 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 yeah. high huh? school. Dahlonega, Georgia. And that's where the Trail of Tears started. They found gold. Europeans came in and kicked, kicked Native Americans out. And that's actually where the Trail of Tears started. It was in Dahlonega, Georgia, wow. over gold. Crazy. People do anything for money, won't they? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Unbelievable. Who knew we were going to talk about gold? I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. We got a good guess. You're hard to excite. I'm pretty stoic. We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're gonna talk about another <laughs> gold-like product for kids these days. Uh, we're doing a little league show today. There, there we go. That's it. We with have the South Park uh, Andrew Roby, uh, seventy-three years in business, nineteen fifty, ha- has really been very involved. Like our linchpin of our giving back into the community uh, is kids and families. But but we've hung our hat yeah. for for decades and decades and decades, fifty plus years on little league baseball. Well, yeah, we- and, and and up to little league, you know, the leagues, coach pitch and stuff. And uh, we've had a team at Dilworth Little League, teams, multi-teams. Myers Park. From our different brands, Myers Park, Trinity, and, and South Park. And these leagues, I can't keep up with them because I'm from the West Side. We've never sponsored the West Mech Optimist <laughs> Association. Uh, well, but, b- uh, b- before we get started, too, I, I understand that in South Park we had two Roby commercial teams. Dave McGuire reminded me earlier, and he only dinged Roby commercial for one of the teams. So thank you, Dave. I think we're talking about. Are you trying to cost us money? We're not, <laughs> we do not get a bill. So, so, so we have the. Uh, I think he's the commissioner, or was the commissioner. He's the reigning chair commissioner. Yeah. He's the little league best fungo hitter in the league. Uh, 
Coach Jeremy Fulkerson when we return. He's from Kansas City. You cannot talk now, Jeremy. You'll have your, your light in a minute. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, go back. You can listen to it wherever you can find a podcast. You can also check it out on our social media pages, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Uh, Trent, are you with us? He's coming. Nah, I'm, nah I got I, it. I didn't hear anything you said. You start talking about that new age technology crap. Instagram and Facebook. I'm out of here. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got you. Well, we have a pretty important guest in the studio. I like to etch rocks, fool. <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? That's exciting, Trent. Good for you. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to the South, Hey, son. thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, and listen, you're not, this This isn't new to you. You're not new to the, the, the podcasting world, right? Dude, in 2019, I had a podcast, probably at 35, 40 episodes. Very yeah, good. Hidden Stories with Jeremy Fulkerson. I uh, loved it. Met with everyday people and just kind of learned about them and their their hidden stories of what makes them unique and special in their community. Wow. Met a ton of phenomenal people. Met a lot of people in the nonprofit world in Charlotte. Um, I look back on on that year of my life incredibly fondly. Loved it. Wow. We, we've been doing this for over eight years, and uh, it's cool. One day somebody will we'll, we'll be able to listen to this and hear these stories of all these great people. That's right. I mean, no. everybody's got a story, right? 100%. Love it. Well, no, and so, I mean, I think that we talk about, or Trent, you say this all the time, you describe this as speed dating with your friends. I mean, you've talked to them for four or five, ten, ten different times. I won't recognize something. Jeremy in three weeks. In three weeks. <laughs> it's radio, guys. I should be holding the, holding the trophy. I'll be the guy holding the trophy in three oh. weeks. Oh, that? whoa. Is that, is that a lot? Is that Do you get much? a fungo trophy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to correct. Yeah, I was I was actually tied for tied for second. If, fungo if, at South Park. If yeah. you don't know, <laughs> listening audience, what a fungo bat is, it is a light uh, bat that that coaches use typically to hit field balls, infield balls, and outfield balls to uh, to the, to the athletes. It's a highly skilled activity. <laughs> highly skilled, absolutely. It's, it involves throwing the ball with one hand and then putting in the hand. Do you do you get one hand or do you two? Hand? I'm a two hand guy. I'm but, a two hand uh, yeah, guy. a fungo bat's a little longer. It requires a bit yeah, two hands, in my opinion. So uh, if you for full so, dialed in accuracy. So why'd you get in the podcast world? <laughs> Why did I get into podcasting? That, for me, was a little bit of a crime of opportunity. Uh, met with uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, a Little Red Book of Selling Sales Bible back then. If you, uh, if, you had a, if you entered the sales world in the 2000s, you read one of those books. Yeah. Anyway, I met him, got to know him, got to know him real well. And uh, ended up doing a yeah doing a podcast in the studio. Went through they had a whole podcasting like class and seminar. Went through all that and yeah did uh, did my 30, 35 episodes in his studio in South End here in Charlotte. We and uh, formed some fantastic relationships. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. We That's- we we did. Uh, Jeffrey Gittimer came with Dave McGuire, who the connection obviously he's sitting in the room as well. He he came and did an entire. I don't know if you call it a seminar, but really a class I'll for bet. our company, Ferguson Enterprises, back in the day. Yeah, um, Interesting stuff. Now, it taught me a lot about uh, the sales world. Before I entered a sales career, I had never sold anything in my life. My parents wouldn't allow me to, right? Couldn't couldn't earn a, uh, or didn't want to be working on commission, had to be on salary. So and then I, I became an insurance agent and, and got into that world. And you, you better learn how to sell with yeah. relationships. And uh, so I read every book that Jeffrey put out there back in the 2000s. And... Um, 
I mean, it's changed my life, hands down. I cannot do or would not be where I am today, both in the baseball world and as an insurance agent, without Jeffrey Gittimer and his uh, his wow. teachings there. Full on. Give him 100% so uh, you, credit your, there. Your parents were wrong, right? What's the number they one? They were dead wrong. What's the number one paying uh, occupation in the world? Sales. Right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Y'all, y'all must have pre-planned this. We did. It's in the book. Show. If you actually would have read the yeah, yeah. little red book of selling, yeah. you, you would know that as well. Jeremy. I don't read anymore, Jeff. I can tell. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeremy, 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 Jeremy. I'm going to crack. <laughs> so, uh, so how many kids do you have, Jeremy? I have three children, 12, 10, and 7. Oh, there you go. Uh, genders. Boy, girl, boy. Does the girl play ball? She plays soccer and oh, swimming yeah. and gymnastics. Wow. Yeah, the trifecta. There yeah. you go. Yep. So 12, 12 and 7, boys play baseball. Boys primarily play baseball, yes. I mean, we'll dabble in some other, uh, you know, some basketball, some flag football here, but both of the boys, baseball is their, their number one. I hear one. you. What yeah. position? Oh, <laughs> utility, my 12-year-old. I mean, he's a guy that we can kind of throw him around wherever, and he's not necessarily going to hurt the team. Pretty good hitter. <laughs> Uh, my little guy, Sam, at seven, um, you know, he, he doesn't have the arm strength to go across the diamond just sure. yet. So he's a good second baseman, good little pitcher and coach pitch. Uh, we call him Slamming Sammy because he's a little guy, but, man, he gets a barrel on it and it goes. So wow. That's, cool. that's yeah. fun. You coached both of these young men. I did. I coached three teams in the spring. Good for you. Uh, you must and, be in sales. Commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one way to get out of the office at 1 o'clock <laughs> uh, to go push water off a baseball field, and that's to, that's to be an insurance agent. Um, but, uh, yeah, coach three teams, all the commissioner, I do the marketing and the, and the fundraising there at the organization and, uh, drag the fields, line the fields all with my buddies. Great support cast out there though. Yeah. Our, our company has a big history of dragging ball fields. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something contractors like to do. So uh, I could, never, could, I never have taken that on myself. Uh, that could be a future as well. well I, don't, uh, I don't think I'm it's probably one of those things like we talked about in the last show. It's just sort of a, a mindless activity that it's soothing at the same time. Like it's kind of like cutting grass. It's kind of like cutting grass. Yep. When I'm in my office, people ask me a lot of questions. Yep. When I'm on that tractor hearing that humming and the buzzing and all of a sudden my phone doesn't ring anymore. And yeah, no, something no one, about they, that. They, they, we find out they own solutions. Or the, Are the you from, Yeah, I know you said you're from Kansas City out, out in the in the Midwest. Are farming family? Not one bit. Really? No, I grew up in the suburbs of Kansas City, Lee Summit, Missouri, and then moved to northern Virginia. Um, right before high school, played baseball and golf in high school and then started my, my career. So you with, got introduced to a tractor on the baseball field in Charlotte. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, in college, I worked at a vineyard up in Northern Virginia when wow. vineyards were becoming. That's so I cool. shoveled a lot of horse manure, um, and drove some tractors there and, and got into that world. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'll do whatever is, whatever it takes, whatever is necessary to get these kids on a field. So, uh, are you, are you the commissioner now? Yeah. You are the we commissioner. We can call me that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's I mean, I get texts all day with problems about baseball. So is that so? Not, what so? What does Dave do? Dave helps me coach. He gets fiery at the umpires. I could see that. No, Dave no. McGuire, that is our, <laughs> Dave our is COO. Our, no, listen, hey, Dave here's the is best our, part. He's sitting in the room and he has no microphone, <laughs> so he can say whatever we want. He can't say anything back. Does he get? Does he get argue with? No, 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 no. <laughs> Does he ask a lot uh, no, of questions? Dave is our caring guy. He checks in with the kids. He is basically a child psychologist um, for <laughs> at least half of a game. Uh, he told me the same thing about Rosie. <laughs> uh, yeah, he keeps are me you, in line. If ever I get too fired, he's like, Jeremy, calm down. Calm down. Trent, are you saying we're, we're children? I think he talked, was talking about you, <laughs> so, Patrick. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. 
Hold on. So the deal is, uh, I respect the role, right? I get I, so Jeremy. Jeremy's uh, tough guy on the field. I'm, I'm the caring guy. Lay off the microphone, man. Come on. We so got a, We got like a good a, cop, bad cop. I was gonna say good yeah. cop, bad cop. All right, I got gotcha. you. So you so you have a tournament coming up that we, will have been played by the time this airs. That's Uh-oh. right. We're heading to Asheville. We got a Cal Ripken, 11 year old majors state tournament. That's exciting. Yeah, 11 year old majors. So they don't do. Eight, I, when I played, it was eight through twelve was majors all stars. Now they do it by year. Uh, we do. Yeah, I don't know when that would have changed. So is everybody? Well, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll tell you. Coming that from it, an insurance guy, there's a lot of liability. Yeah. There. You're touching. Well, uh, they don't. They don't grow kids like they used to. I mean, what? 11 year old to 12 year old today is way bigger than they really? were in 1992. No, man. I mean, youth baseball Steroids? is something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's a uh, GMO. Not yet. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a Walmart chicken. We'll do that, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, this is South Park. They eat public <laughs> Well, that's the problem. So our team is smaller, and because our kids eat Whole Foods, organic, everything, and so our, we're we're an underdog in any, any situation. Oh Lord, no, nah, but it's 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 intense. I mean, my my nephew's 15, and he plays on a travel team. Sure, and they they played uh, like two games on a Saturday, two games on a Sunday. And then they won, and that put them into bracket play. And it was like Monday, you could play Tuesday, you could play Wednesday. I keep asking my poor brother, I'm like, man, do you work? Yeah, buddy. It's full time. Yes. Let me guess. He sells insurance. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a farmer. Hey, we're going we're gonna, to, we hope you're having fun uh, talking about uh, America's pastime that our youth get to enjoy. Uh, we have Jeremy Fulkerson when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back at home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are joined by Jeremy Falkerson uh, of South Park Baseball and many other things. Uh, if you missed the last two segments, go back. You listen to them on the podcast or Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Trent, how do you feel about that? I feel wonderful. It's a little intimidating having Dave in the room here. I'm having fun. Of... Dave does not intimidate me. He's going to give us a stare down a little bit, I'll tell you what. He doesn't intimidate last, me last week I talked Dave. about my freshman year at Morrison, yeah. uh, UNC Chapel Hill. You know, we had Andre on talking about his scholarship, uh, Andre Ford the Bridge Boyd, Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Go ch- listen to Hey, you can podcast it or you can go on Instagram LinkedIn, Facebook, or any of that Instagram. other yep. stuff. Uh, but anyway, Dave was my roommate my freshman year at Morrison. God, what great <laughs> uh, misery. I mean, I mean memories I have. I have. Glad I glad I got a different roommate my sophomore year in the same room. <laughs> he doesn't mean that. See, we're picking on Dave because he really he really he can't talk. Yeah, he did on well, he figured it out last segment. Let's, let's, we're gonna move on. Jeremy, yes, sir. What is your why? Why do you do yeah, all this? this? Is a lot of work. You have all this time and and help all these children. If you will uh, allow me to answer your question somewhat indirectly, and I know we've had fun <clears throat> with yeah. this conversation has been good, but uh, to get serious for just a moment. When I moved to uh, Charlotte, everybody said that Charlotte was an awesome place, mm-hmm. but the schools are terrible. And uh, so I, I'm not a guy that likes people who are complaining without solutions. So I said, well, what can I do to help? Somebody introduced me to an organization. Shannon Hames introduced me to an organization called Right Moves for Youth. I know, I <laughs> you know, know Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody She's a connector. Right? Everybody knows Shannon. Yep. So I just, she was like the second person I met in Charlotte. And uh, so I, Right Moves for Youth is actually like a block away from the studio here. Okay. Uh, and I served on their board for six years. And, um, I, you know, I was just told that, hey, you need to get to know this organization. And what, specifically, they'll work with uh, at-risk youth in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system. And 
they give them leadership skills and life skills. And, and what you see on that end of the socioeconomic spectrum is their parents are just not involved. Um, whether it's by choice because they're working three jobs to keep, sure. keep the keep a roof over their head, or maybe it's drugs or alcohol are involved, or maybe they're in prison. But the, the children do not have uh, a an adult figure that they know cares about them in life uh, that's there on a consistent basis. So Right Moves for Youth uh, fills that role, and they give them leadership and life skills after school. Tremendous organization. My six years serving on that board is six awesome years of my life, and I learned a lot. So that's that's one end of of what's going on in our community, right? I, I believe that parents are not involved. I believe, uh, you know, it was just Father's Day. I'll, I'll put the blame on fathers here, um, that fathers are not involved like they should be in our kids' lives. Now, that's not the community that this, you know, our baseball is in, in South Park, right? Like, I'm, I'm aware of, yeah. we're on the other end of the socioeconomic spectrum. And I think what uh, Dave and I would, would agree is uh, on that end of it, right, parents are still not involved because we're outsourcing. We're outsourcing our kids. We're outsourcing our, the parenting of our kids to maybe I'd rather be at the country club. So I'm, now I'm going to get real direct. I'm at the country club or I'm drinking or I'm out here. Right. And think about it. If I'm out drinking or I'm tired and I'm hungover, I'm playing golf. What am I not doing that next day? I'm not up playing with my kids and I'm not up having fun and I'm not up being a great role model for my children. So I think youth sports in our community can fill a role and, and, and it can provide an environment where parents can be that part of their children's lives that they once were back in the 70s, 80s of what we had growing up. So I take that very seriously and, and kind of my responsibility or what I hold myself accountable to at South Park is that creating an environment where parents can be involved in their kids' lives. Let me tell you a little story about my little seven-year-old. He had a game. He was going through a little rough patch with baseball here recently, but we gave him a little break and got him back in, and he had an awesome game the other day. And uh, I had already coached two games with my older son that day, and I just cracked my first Topo Chico and uh, was just starting to enjoy the, the evening. And my son, my little guy Sam, says, Daddy, will you pitch me balls? And those words make me emotional because – that's it. That's our time together, right? And if I had had four Topo Chicos or some bourbon or drinking beers or whatever, maybe ask me that the next morning and I'm too tired and I'm laying on the couch or I'm watching U.S. Open or feeling too good about Father's Day or whatever the case would be, I am not getting that experience with my son. And that means the world to me and I want to give that to others. So uh, why do I do it? Why do I devote this much time? It's that. I think the problem with our community is parents are not involved. We're outsourcing it. We're not able to be involved on either end of the socioeconomic spectrum. And I want us to have an environment where we can be the parents that kids look up to, love and encourage, and you get that relationship. The time with my kids, I will never, ever get back. And I want to give that as a gift to my community. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, well went, said. Yeah. No, no, I think that was that was uh, from the heart. I mean, I really appreciate what you said there. You said a lot. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Um, and so, I mean, this isn't just like you say all the time and all the all the effort you put into it. How much time do you put into South Park a week if you had to put it put it in hours? I mean, right. we you know we we know how much Dave does primarily most of this after hours and during weekends and things like that. We know how much time he puts in. Um, how much are you putting I'd in? Say t- I'd say 20 to 25 hours a week if you're, yeah, all seven days. On top of your job. On top of my job. That's Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. People, you know, as I tell people, well, baseball coach, three teams, oh, yeah, the kids are great, but the parents are the worst. 
And I just, I just don't, I don't agree with that. We got a great community out there. It's an awesome community in South. It's different. You go around to, you know, we're, we can talk about this building that Roby's helping us build out there, indoor training facility. And uh, you know, right or wrong, what we're up against in the in the youth sports landscape is, is specialization, and in uh, travel baseball in our world. And you know, that's another thing that takes away from families. So rather than Dave and I going out there coaching our kids, if if we're in travel ball, we're gonna yeah. get them to this other organization, give them to a guy that doesn't care two ticks about them, our child, and they're gonna cause them injury and frustrate them, and they're gonna want to end up quitting baseball. Seventy five percent of kids quit youth sports by the age of twelve because it's no longer fun. And, and so anyhow, so travel baseball is, it's a thing, right or wrong. It's out there. It's, it's in the world. It's there. And, uh, and the, the indoor training facility, uh, that, that Roby's helping us build out at South Park is, is our way, our solution of saying, all right, let these talented kids that, that, that are really good. Hey, let's provide them with an indoor training facility that we can work year round, but also great for the rec kids to keep this community of baseball going. And that is going to make South Park unique. It's going to make you know our, our little our little niche there at two eight two one zero two eight two two six in baseball. Um, we've got an awesome thing going there, and this this indoor facility that y'all are y'all are helping us with is is only going to make it better and, and further both my personal mission, South Park's mission, and and I know Roby loves being involved in the community well, as well. Well, that's great so. that we're. I didn't realize that. What is the facility going to have in, in it? Uh, it's uh, what is it, sixty by eighty day. Something like that. Um, bathrooms, which everybody at Carmel Middle School will be excited about. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but, uh, you know, big ceiling. So we're going to be able to do lacrosse in there, football in there, of course, baseball wow. in there, field hockey, I think we'll have some reps, and then soccer. And so we're actually giving it. We have to give it to Carmel Middle School. Uh, and then part of our lease or contract with them is they allow us to use it after the, wow. after the middle school is done using it every day. Well, I'm so I'm so glad that you said everything that you said. I'm so glad that you came in the show. I'm glad we we're able to tie the project into the end of what you had to say, because I think what we do here at Roby, we're so fortunate that all the projects that we do have that kind of meaning and sentimental value to the customer. This one especially because it's a community thing, and so we're we're not only excited to do it. I mean, it's something none of the days and you have been working on for years, but just to be able to hear the passion that came out of your voice and us to have a little part in it, it it's a big deal means a lot to us as well. It's a big deal. So, uh, I mean, we're excited. I know y'all can't wait to have this thing done. How, how many years have y'all been working on this? Oh, boy. It was pre-COVID. <laughs> Dave, 2018. Dave had hair when, yeah. before you started. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I do. Yeah, t- 2018, I know it got put on pause with, obviously, COVID, yeah. right? And then, uh, you know, you jumped through a, a couple of hurdles here and then fundraising and then I don't know if you guys are aware, but the cost of construction has gotten a little more expensive over the say. past couple of years. So, <laughs> yeah. we had to go back to the old fundraising well. Uh, which we did a few times, but very, very grateful to the parents, the the donors, the sponsors at South Park for making this happen uh, because the funds are there. I mean, Roby's helping us out big time with it, and um, we're super excited. Well, now, and, and I, we only have about 45 seconds to go to break. You guys had to get pretty creative on some fundraisers, right? We did, yeah. We, uh, I mean, we've, we've done some home run derbies. We've done some cornhole. You guys, again, help us. Uh, raise money with a cornhole tournament. Um, let's say home run derby, the fungo thing. That's how I know I'm the third oh, wow. best fungo coach. Wow. In South Park. Knew. You told me you were yeah. second early. I was yeah, tied for second, right. but yeah, that's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, boy. I mean, yeah, we've done you know every silent auction, everything you can imagine. We've revamped the sponsorship package out at South Park too. So sponsors are really getting what they what they um, what they're what you say buying right with their sponsorship is we're getting get good social value. media presence, yeah. right? Good FaceTime in front of all the kids and families and. And uh, sponsorship. I'm in charge of sponsorships there. That's been as good as it's been there for for uh, 
for at least the past That's 10, awful. 20 years. Unbelievable. Cool. Hey, you want to stick around on the last segment? <laughs> uh, only if you want me. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll, Jeremy might be back on the last segment. Jeremy Fulkerson, South Park Baseball, when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the last few segments, go back. You can podcast us, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all three. It's all of it. It's all there. Jeremy Fulkerson made it back. Hey, I'm here. Thanks <laughs> for number having me. Number two Fungo champ. Yeah. Number two, tied for a second. Hey, yeah. but he is the commissioner. Well, so Tio here, I think like after this is over with, we might need to have like a fungo challenge well, between you well, and Jeremy. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were at the beach and uh, I took forward. My, my son's 80, starting to get into baseball, like like wanting to do it. Yeah. You know, wanting to go throw. Yeah. And uh, what you said, I went to the ball field with him a couple of times, just me, him and I. And uh, we went to the batting cage a couple of times and I hadn't been to the batting cage in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, he's talking about my lower back hurt. It can be humbling. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you broke some ribs. Yeah, Isn't that right? Yeah. Exactly what it felt like. <laughs> How'd they get these things to throw curveballs? But when I got in there at first, uh, I, I used his bat, uh, and, and and that was bent. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I did, yeah, my daughter's first softball bat. I took some cuts on that, and we had to get her a new bat and it's, that it's, same it's, afternoon. It looks like a banana. Yeah, now. they don't make them like they like used what to. what happened? Yeah, the old black magic, the old Easton black magic yeah. that we all grew yeah. up with. The yeah, they don't, they don't make that. Yeah, yeah TPX. Gotcha. But I'll be honest, I shouldn't have been using the light short bat. I got a bigger bat and, and a couple rounds, and I, I, I did hit a couple. Line drives up the middle. Yeah, I don't know if I did all that. but It was a lot of fun. So are y'all going to have a cage in this? Yeah, so yeah, part of that, there's going to be three lanes uh, for batting cages and, uh, and pitching. And then, um, you know, the other thing is just kind of conditioning throughout the year as well, too, yeah. that kids are getting into. Younger, younger, you got to be careful with what you're doing there. But, yeah, the facility is going to be just absolutely fantastic. And it gives it a, it's a gathering place for the community. That's right. You know? Well, That's it, right. You know, and you talk about South Park's not just baseball, it's softball as well. You mentioned that a little bit. And uh, one of y'all's buddies, uh, Greg Wiley, who's been on this show, um, I was uh, like third on the line at uh, the Dilworth, the 12U uh, baseball, 14U softball team. You guys took it to us, man. Greg, yeah, Wiley, oh, oh, Greg knows what us. he's doing out there on that baseball yeah, or softball he field. Took it, they sure took does. it to us. That's yeah. all right. We're going to condition. We'll be ready for you next year. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I was talking to our our treasurer recently at, at South Park, and baseball is the, the main uh, you know revenue generator oh, yeah, for South Park now. Softball is number two. And he said years ago it was football. And, uh, of course, with the uh, you know, parents don't want their kids playing football nearly as much as what really? they used to. That's the way so, it is. Yeah, it yeah. was an interesting – he was like, man, football used to carry this organization. And, really? And it just, it just no longer does. I think they're down to like two or three teams. And it's just a, – it's a demand of the market. Uh, wow. Uh, Market's yeah. talking. Mark's talking, that's right. And, and, you know, baseball had its lull some years ago. That's right. Yeah, it used and, to be boring. Uh, yeah, and so that's the difference between what we say, the difference between machine pitch and coach pitch. The machine pitch, you know, a ball gets pitched every two, three minutes because they got to dial it in right and all this on the machine. But coach pitch is fun. It's active. The games yeah. are over in an hour because the coach has the balls there just ready to go. And so, again, at South Park, we've always stuck with coach pitch. It's It's been good to us. and. Uh, it turns out to be some pretty good, pretty good hitters as the kids get. I older. never played. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm old. I'm 45. Uh, so I played t-ball, kid pitch minor league. Okay. And ne- never did machine pitch. Never or did coach. Never pitch. did coach pitch. And huh? I did little league and Babe Ruth and on. Yeah. Uh, so all, kids always pitched other than t-ball. 
And uh, my son played coach has played coach pitch a couple times. I think it's pretty cool. It's fun. It, it makes it more interactive with the dads yep. and the parents. Yep. Uh, yep. Going back to that. I don't want to be the pitcher because you catch a lot of grief. There's pressure, from, especially from on that money ball. Money ball too. You, you get you only get five pitches <laughs> on that last you hit one. Hit a kid on first, accident. Right? I, I'm with you. A lot Man. of pressure there. Hit a kid. I'm talking about when you strike a kid out. <laughs> yeah. You feel terrible. <laughs> you throw a bad yeah. pitch, and he swings at it. You throw it like, at 78 oh, miles an hour. I mean, you got to toss nah. it in there. So it was cool. My son had not had not hit off a machine or, or a fast kid pitch, right. you know. And uh, so it was his first time. He's 40 to 45 mile an hour batting cage. He hit some. It was yeah, cool. good for him. It made me proud. Good for him. You know? That's right. Well, listen, man, You know, going back to that previous conversation, he will remember that time spent with you forever. Yeah. Right? That's Those are your moments. Well, to your point, my daughters made me Father's Day cards, and we talked about this on the last show. Uh, two, my two oldest daughters did, and my third daughter helped me count all our teeth and lay them all out. But my oldest daughter, who I looked the most on with shark tooth with, made me a shark tooth card, and she said a great dad's hard to find and has shark teeth. And oh, that's awesome. Put, put how that memory is so important in these other memories. And my middle daughter, Rowan, made me a card, and I had some kind of saying about grilling and she's flipping over me or something because i grill at home and, it's, <laughs> and she said that she said Catchy. that my, my corny rhymes in the car and my corny dad jokes keep her going and she can't wait to make many more memories so it's what you say it's what they remember yeah you know yep and this is just stuff that happens but it's what they reflect on when they need to do yep. something. Uh, a good life. friend of mine in the in the insurance world says children spell love t-i-m-e i heard that i agree with you yeah. a million percent uh and it drives me crazy. I got a lot of great friends and great people, and they go, oh, I need some time away from my kid. And I, I'm like, oh, I, 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 I was there. I, I get really it, man. That, I get man. it. I, I was really... I was there when the kids were younger, two or three years old. I would have said the same thing. I took every work trip that I possibly could, right, to get out, go drink beers with the buddies and all that. And then it just it just switched on me overnight. That's great. Know, four or five years old, just like, man, I want to I wanna be here. I don't want to miss this. Because it's going to go, and, and they're gone, and, and – there Named your, organization that you served six years on the board? That was Right Moves for Youth. Right Moves yep. for yep. Youth. Same, seems to have been valuable. Very uh, Very valuable to With to Shannon Haynes. Yeah, yeah, Shannon Haynes, uh, development director. Um, uh, Sabrina Gilchrist is now the executive director over there. Now. But they, they do awesome things. They're in like 25 different schools in Charlotte Mecklenburg that's school wonderful. system. And they're literally a block away. Uh, that's where all the board meetings were. And, well, Jeremy, uh, grateful. thank you. Thanks for pouring your heart out. Uh, you you make me think about. I'm gonna give our good friend. We have a lot of charitable charitable folks and talk about charity a lot on here. Uh, West Boulevard Ministries, Bart, Bart Noonan. Yeah. He's out here giving back to the kids on the west side in the West Boulevard corridor. He's doing it through T I M E and accountability, and he's and he's holding these kids accountable to good behavior and time with grown men. That's his. That's his basis. So uh, do greater, Charlotte, just down around the corner. Do greater. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that yeah. as well. So uh, William, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank for, you very much for the time. And thank you for the opportunity for uh, a partnership with Roby uh, on the construction side. And hopefully, we can bring this dream to life. We'll be there in the fall. Amen. Hey, listen. Go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile around on your face. Have a wonderful Sunday.